Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scarred Lands, Sins of Shelzar, Season 2, Episode 12. We are still deep, deep in Dead Man's Rust. Uh, I am Travis Sledd. My pronouns are he, him, them, all fine. Um, I'll be your game master for the day. And uh, before we get too far into uh, the events of the story... I do want to call attention to a couple of things. First of all, the game that we are running today is Dead Man's Rust. It is a adventure uh, set for levels 1 to 10 for Scarred Lands, which is Onyx Path Publishing's uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition setting. And uh, you can currently pre-order this uh, over on Backerkit um, and get instant access to the... Well, I think it takes about 24 hours to get access to the... Uh, uh, manuscript so that you can run Dead Man's Rest at your table. Use the creatures that you're seeing here. Uh, use the uh, storyline elements. It's all there. Um, I also want to uh, call everyone's attention to the Lore of the Traditions Kickstarter, which uh, I was the developer on and Rachel is one of our writers for. Um, there are 16 hours left in this Kickstarter and we are, I think, a little bit less than like two grand away from unlocking our next stretch goal. Uh, we've unlocked a dozen stretch goals so far. It's been a super amazing, amazing experience. And I want to thank everyone who has supported it so far. But if you haven't checked it out yet, Lore of the Traditions for uh, Mage of the Ascension 20th Anniversary Edition is up. And I will throw that link in the chat as well. Um, so... Uh, when last we met, uh, the group had, after assisting with the siege at Citadel, um, the group discovered from Citadel's Imperator that a uh, true ritual had been completed uh, that revealed the origin of the rust and why it was so difficult to treat those infected. It seems that the, the, that the Legionnaire's rust was created, crafted by a infamous necromancer named Lucian Dane who resides in the uh, city of Glivitatel, uh, home to the most foul necromancers in all of Galsped. Uh, it's a city on top of a mesa. It's virtually impregnable from the outside. And you have been tasked with getting in, getting access to Lucian Dane's private sanctum, and getting the notes on his true ritual so the spellcasters of Glibidotel can hopefully find some sort of way around it. Lacking any real contacts within Glibidotel, uh, you returned to the city of Equius, the home of the horse clan Broderich Elves, uh, where you had initially sought to enlist the aid of the Broderich Dwarves, the only people outside of Glibidotel who in mass have uh, escaped. Um, after an interaction with Alan's uh, suitor, I guess maybe would be a way to put it, a, a blacksmith that Alan has uh, 
struck struck up a, a mutual fancy with um, by the name of Bark. Uh, Bark basically begged you not to get the dwarves involved, uh, but also gave Oland a unicorn horn that supposedly, if taken to uh, the Ghost Glade, the area that was that once belonged to the Unicorn Clan, should unlock some sort of aid for you to get inside at Glimidot's help. That was where we had parked. That was where we had left things off. Um, you will be setting out in the morning as Holland and Bark have asked for the day. So since you're necklace and you have a day to kill, what would you like to do, adventurers? Ah, I'm muted. Um, I think Ithrin would just like to explore a little bit. Okay, just kind of get a feel for the city itself. Yeah, see what trouble she can get into. All right, how about uh, Charlie? Does Charlie have anything in particular uh, she would like to do? I can't think of anything to be real. Totally fine, not a big deal. Um, is there anyone that you would uh, wanna particularly pal around with or follow? Or are you more likely to hang out in the in the inn where you are loved and adored and people are happily flinging coin at you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably fluctuate between like jawjacking and uh, playing kind of back and forth. Okay. Uh, how about um, how about Haiku? Does Haiku have anything that he would like to do while you're in Equis? I'm going to tag around with Ithrin if she'll have me. Yeah, yeah, Ithrin probably uh, issues an open invitation like, hey, I'm going to go explore this city. Anyone want to come along? All right. And Sharlung, how about you? Uh, probably trying to set up a like one day only get a tattoo from the legendary Charlung. Okay. Um we will start there. Gig. Uh so as you are going to set up uh for tattoos, you know from your last visit here that uh in the town square uh, the lower floors of the Northern Watchtower are where tattooing is done, particularly by uh, anyone who does not own their own shop uh, in the city. So you would need to head over to that Watchtower. Uh, they do charge you a 50 gold seat fee for the day. But I assume that the... Uh customer base probably supports that yeah i mean figure anyone getting work done 
is probably going to spend that. Woo. Somebody's excited. Um, anyone, anyone getting work done is probably going to spend uh, between three and five hundred gold, most likely. So, uh, you're probably realistically, especially if you're just doing sort of like small pieces and things along those lines, uh, you can probably squeeze in three to four customers. Seems seems like a good plan. Plus, you do have a bit of uh, the exotic advantage in that uh, not a lot of orcs here doing tattoo work. Um, yeah, and I've got there's... like documentation from like all the places we've visited of like different cultures, and I have like a giant flash art book that I can. Right, exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, you've you've made a point to add to it pretty much everywhere you've stopped. So um, that is all working to your advantage. Um, working to your disadvantage is that you do find uh, some of the population, by no means most, by no means uh, a remarkable number even, but enough that you notice it, uh, are definitely uh, tossing some side eye in your direction. Uh, you, in fact, even at one point, uh, notice like an elven woman like clutch her coin purse kind of as she passes your your uh uh chair i'll do my best not to give her an actually intimidating snarl <laughs> fair enough fair enough um why don't you go ahead and give me a um uh let's do your Tattoo supplies proficiency with all of your applicable modifiers. Are you going to be relying on um, Magecraft while you're doing it? Yeah, I'll use Magecraft and uh, the the other various things. So with advantage, four x speed. Excellent. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make that check. Uh, that was a Dex check, right? Yes. So it'd be Dex double proficiency and four times speed. Yeah, there's right, no button for that, but yes. Lol, I rolled a one and a two. Uh, so well, two is better than nothing. Yeah, two is yeah. better than one, I guess. Uh, so nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're off your game. Or eight. Uh, yeah, you are having a hell of a time. Um. This is just not my day. Yeah, you don't know if it's stress or what. Um, in fact, you end uh, the day only about 50 gold up. Well, when it's all said and done after you've replaced, what mattered. After you've replaced supplies. Um, you're not 100% sure that it wasn't like getting to you. You realize that it's been... Um, You realize it's been long enough that you don't really remember the last time that you encountered that type of sort of passive racial hostility. Mm -hmm. Like there's racists in a lot of cities in the Scarred Lands, uh, but like in Shelzar, 
uh, it's almost a New Yorkish sort of environment where everybody is sort of throwing around, yeah. uh, you know, racially charged language. Um, and you kind of, that, that sort of overt stuff, you, you've grown used to enough to let it roll off your back for the most part. Um, but the, the, the microaggression happening in this room is like fucking up your, your, your vibe. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to chalk it up to that. And also not having been tattooing for, you know, since we started traveling together months ago. Yeah. You might very well be, um, you know, just, uh, a little stiff. Um, I will come back around to you. Um, so, Charlie, you're playing and sort of like in your downtime, just rousing around the bar, uh, sort of finding out. Um, yeah, like, hearing if there's anything being talked about. Sure. Okay. Um, why don't you first off go ahead and give me a performance check with all of your standard uh, modifiers that you would normally use. 21. Excellent. Um, so you uh, are able to amass uh, 200 golden tips. Woo woo! And I should spend some of this someday. There are plenty of shops here in town. I don't know what um, I want. And if you want to go ahead and spend uh, up to 50 gold um, as you're sort of buying folks drinks and things along those lines and make a persuasion check. Uh, you're welcome to do so to see like what, what sort of information you're able to gather. Sure. I, that literally is just like something to spend some money on. Yeah. I'm, I'm now in the end of, of a life in Sims portion of my D and D game. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use uh, what do I have? Do I have lucky? No, I don't have lucky. So I'm gonna use my inspiration. Okay. What did you say? Persuasion. Yes, correct. Twenty-three. Beautiful. Um. All right. So as you are sort of uh, talking to folks and asking around, and just getting kind of a a finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, I would like you to roll a D12 for me three times and tell me what that comes up for each one. D12? Yes. The rap group? Okay, sorry. I just had a dad joke for just a moment. Uh... You just want me to give you them to you separate or add them up? Uh, separately, yeah, please. A seven, a three, and an eight. Beautiful. Uh, so as you're sort of asking around and, and just talking to people, you you pick up on the following uh, little tidbits. You said seven, three, eight, correct? Correct, Amundo. Um, you hear. A couple of elves talking about um, uh, sort of complaining about the prevalence of undead lately. And one of them mentions, yeah, um, 
Bastion and Leaf came running back from, uh, they went on a little hunting walk uh, just to the south woods, not far, and came running back. White as ghosts said that they saw a handful of zombies and turned tail and run back. I told them to tell the city guard about it, but I mean, I don't think any of them are going to shamble their way into town. Um, at least I hope. You pick up that. Um, you discover that uh, a lot of the elves in town are a little bent out of shape. Um, not angry, more more so irritated, uh, because the uh, Rabbit Clan's fertility festival is going on right now, and for whatever reason they couldn't get away and get over to it. It's uh, apparently the height of uh, celebration in the horns or in the Broadreach Horizon, um, and. Uh, you also hear that there's been some reports from the scouts of heightened Mormo worship activity. Uh, what kind of worship? Mormo, the uh, Titan of Serpents, the mother of witches, um, the Titan who was ripped to pieces in the Horn South Forest. Uh, it said a couple of scouts ran afoul of a group of Asathi um, and managed to uh, scare them off of what looked like some sort of archaeological dig. Uh, and apparently the scouts also took out um, a high gorgon that was traveling through the area uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, high gorgons are creatures who are servants of Mormo, uh, who appear humanoid, but their chests open up, revealing uh, multiple serpentine tentacles. Oh, you don't. So those are kind of the rumors that you pick up on. And so, and so proceeds your day. Um, so for Ithrin and uh, Haiku, uh, you're, I assume, also going to be walking around the town square area? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking for, or are you just sort of taking a tour of what's, of what's around? Oh, well, so Ithrin's definitely buying some street food uh, and then um, seeing how, what else is, do people have for sale. And also, I think, do the same thing uh, that um, Charlie was doing and just like, what's the news? What's the rumors? Okay. Um, are you going to facilitate that? Uh, with like purchases that you're making at these tents, or are you just sort of asking around as you're browsing? Are you going to be greasing any palms, throwing any gold at it, or just relying on your personality? Yeah, I, I don't think she'll be like paying for information, but yeah, definitely like some small talk with 
shopkeepers or the food vendors or whatnot? Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a charisma uh, persuasion roll. Uh, that roll will be made at disadvantage because you're not gracing any palms. Um, okay. But we'll see what you come up with. Oh, 10. Okay. Um, so as you are asking around, uh, nothing particularly, um, you know, nobody's particularly forthcoming with anything terribly juicy. Uh, you get a couple of, you know, uh, that guy over there has been getting his supplies from this other guy up the road and not where he's supposed to be getting them little shit like that little personal bickering between the, um, between the merchants, which as a Shelzari, that sounds very familiar to you. It's all stuff like, it's like, Oh, it's like I'm back at the souk. Um, <laughs> at least it feels homey. Um, how about you, Haiku? Are you doing anything, uh, during this? Or are you just kind of hanging out on, uh, on Ethan's shoulder. Um, I'm specifically looking for anything that would help with any like fights that we might in, uh, come up with. So anything like items or weapons, anything. Uh, there are a number of vendors uh, in the area. A lot of uh, the equipment that's being sold in the souk here is geared more toward uh, hunting and wilderness. Um, there are a number of uh, various like bowyers and places where you can get different types of arrows. There are some armor smiths um, that are both working in wood, which is probably more common here. And there are like two other blacksmiths besides um, Bark, who uh, Bark's shop is currently closed. Um, in addition to that, you can get all manner of, uh, like camping supplies, rations, things along those lines. Uh, there are also a few tents up that seem to be carrying various types of, uh, magical supplies, uh, be it spell components, charms, minor artifacts, things along those lines. Uh, and they're pretty well evenly divided there's kind of an arcane portion that has about three or four tents in it and then there's a divine portion that has um you know probably seven or eight tents in it with the majority of those tents dedicated to um probably uh like your tenniels um your uh you know, I would say Tenille Madriel, uh, probably a bit of uh, Corian type of, of uh, religious iconography. And then there's a couple that are dedicated to Denev specifically, but that's the only Druidic things that you find there are items that uh, would be commonly used among uh, Denev's followers. How about... First thing I guess comes to mind would be, I guess, like, if, like, a magical tent's kind of, like, a thing here, like, a bigger on the inside kind of tent. Um, that, and 
Oh, I had an idea. I forgot what it was, though. But I think that's what's came with mine right now so far. Yeah, you do not find anything um, like that overtly magical here. Um, go ahead and give me a arcana check, if you don't mind. Um, that's going to be a one, so a two. Awesome. Um, yeah, you can barely, you're like looking at some of these tents, and as you and Ithrin are kind of walking by, Ithrin's chewing on a, a, a kebab. Yeah, some sort of like a vegetarian kebab. Um, and you're walking like through the arcane magic section. And Ithrin, you spot, like, there are very clearly magical items here. Like, you see a dagger that's, like, glowing with magical energy. You see a, a jar of dust that is spinning around inside the jar like it's a little whirlwind, like a tempest in a teapot kind of situation. And you see uh, Haiku looks over at it and is like, fake. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good fake. <laughs> One of the uh, shop owners says, uh, it kind of calls out to you, uh, can I interest you in any spell components today? Enchantments, perhaps? Blessings? I will wander over and see what he's got. He has a table sitting out. You see various decks of cards laid out, lots of different herbs. Um, he's got various jars that have all sorts of, um, you know, bat wings and guano and kind of your common spell components. Um, you see there's a shelf behind Behind him, uh, half of it has uh, scrolls and books on it. Mm -hmm. The other half uh, looks like kind of smaller, you know, trinkets, things along the like wand, um, rod, uh, and then and smaller. So some rings, things along those lines. Um, I think Ithrin will, let's see, I only have 68 gold, so that's probably not enough to buy any of the magic items. Um, but, you know, she'll, like, replenish her herbalism kit and make a couple uh, small purchases along those lines. Okay. Uh, go ahead and um, we'll say to, re to refill your herbalism kit. Um, are you going to try to haggle it all, or are you just going to take whatever they offer price-wise? Oh, I mean, she is a self-respecting Slytherin. Of course she's going to haggle. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a persuasion check, please. Okay. Uh, another 10. Excellent. This is three gold, low as I can go. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if that seems like a fair price. A I'm new one, haggle. five. Yeah. Okay. 
Neat. Gives you taps off your herbalism kit. What about for your devil friend? Hey, devil friend. What do these cards do? Well, um, these cards will unlock the key to your future. Um, I don't fuck with that at all. Uh, nah. <laughs> Walking off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't want to know nothing about that. Not right now, especially. <laughs> <laughs> well, I seem to have offended your friend. My apologies. Haiku's also still drunk. He's hung over from last night, right? I, just, <laughs> yeah, I believe that one level of, uh, of exhaustion. So I'm like, nah. <laughs> Very irritable. I believe that is true. Um. Yeah, and as you're uh, kind of walking along, um, you get more into like the more, I guess, kind of away from the magical goods and toward the more mundane goods. Um, anything on that side that you want to, to grab up? No? All right, cool. Um, so as you're continuing on your shopping, heading back over to the tattoo parlor. I, I can think of up? something to suggest to y'all to pick up in that region. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the kind of, like, robes and trappings of, like, people, necromancer people that we've seen around. If we can get, like, something that matches color or whatever, might be nice to... Try to blend in more if we're going to be spending any time in the city. Because I feel like the adventurer's clothes would make us stand out really hard. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. So, yeah, we can get, like, some robes and, like, uh, Ithrin will buy, like, some bird skull jewelry and... <laughs> okay. Um, so you're basically trying to build a necromancer disguise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're you're looking for like five robes. Um, you note immediately that they do not sell any robes in black, um, but they do have black fabric dye. Yeah, black. We can get some blue ones and dye them. Okay. Um, any, uh, and you just want to get kind of like your, your sort of standard, uh, for lack of a better term, like junk jewelry. Yeah. Anything that would, that I guess, uh, would help us like blend in and not stand out once we get to that city. Okay. Um, and you're really only operating off of uh kind of what you have seen what you've encountered in the wild well you and you ran so are you going to try to copy those necromancers robes um i guess what would um like what would ithra know about like necromancer city fashion um, I mean, go ahead and make a history roll with disadvantage. Okay. I have no bonuses for that. 
Eight. Okay. Um, besides what you've personally witnessed, nothing. Um, you've heard stories about Glivet Hotel. As far as you know, uh, the only people there who have any rights or um, any money to spend on anything finer than like rags uh, would be the necromancers themselves. Um, now you do with an eight, you know enough to know that you maybe could ask some dwarves. Uh, they might be able to tell you a little better what, what the average person on the street wears, but you also recall that uh, last time you started asking questions about Libida Tell to the dwarves around here, uh, you drew some negative attention. Okay. Yeah, so probably not going to go pester the dwarves again. Um, yeah, so I guess buy like some robes and some bandages. So like we can do like I'm a mummy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's going to be about 20 gold for your full um, full sort of kit that you're building. Okay. Uh, oh, you guys better pay me. Back. I'll front 10 of my gold for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as, as the day is kind of uh, winding down, uh, you all make your way back to the... have the party fund. Right. I believe Charlie was tracking. Uh, you do make your way back to the bar. Uh, Charlie is uh, sitting there having a, a, a drink, talking over um, sort of the local rumors with Zugson. Um, you come walking in carrying like this stack of folded robes with like little animal skulls and some feathers and dies and whatnot and just sort of drop it down on the on the bar next to uh, where they're seated. Zugson sort of raises an eyebrow. Going into textiles, are we? Yes. Disguises. I don't want to know. He walks away. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you all do have rooms for the night, thanks to uh, Charlie's playing. He flicks you another silver. Says, bar is open. Not that beer. But I want the beer. <laughs> and Haiku seems to like it. No, um, I was gonna ask uh Charlong for a tattoo. Um we can do like a witch bolt tattoo. Um it comes down to like the level of the spell kind of basically is the important thing for like trying to design a tattoo. And Witch Bolt's one, right? Yeah, Witch Bolt is uh, level one. Well, you're a lock, though, so what level are you casting at right now? Well, so I have um, multi-class and rogue, so I have Witch Bolt at level one also. So I have one and two. Okay. 
Oh, you're right, because you're Arcane Trickster, right? Yeah. Okay. So you don't necessarily, you can do it as a level one if you want to. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you'd have to do it as level two if you used your Warlock slots. Yeah. Just like an extra once per day on Witch Pool. Yeah, just a free Witch Pool because I have such limited spell slots. You got the formula handy? I'm looking for it. It's in. Oh, you're asking like which D&D &D book it's in? Yeah. Xanathar's, I do believe. Yeah. Downtime activities. Scribing a spell scroll is the price that we're using. Yep. First level spell is like 25 GP, so it's basically nothing. Yeah, if you can cut that cost like in half. Yep. So like 12 and a half gold worth of ink. And probably something I could do sitting at the bar. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you guys want to do. Um, or you can, you're also welcome to move it into your rooms and start working on dyeing these fabrics as well. It makes sense. Depends on how close uh, Haiku wants to be to the beer. No, I'm good. I'm covering from my hand. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it might be one of those things where the smell of the beer is just too much for you now. <laughs> Not even just that. I just don't want to have exhaustion the next day, you know? Right. All right. Um, so are Charlie and Ethan going to work on costuming while uh, the others work on tattooing? Sounds good. Okie doke. All right. Why don't you both, uh, or I, either of you uh, proficient with... Whatever yes. you're going to say is probably a no. Well, you're, you're a bard, so you have jack of all trades, right? Uh, the probably. thing that makes you like. Have at least like a plus one in like everything, yeah. at least. Yeah, disguise kit, weavers, tools. Yeah, um, jack of all trades. Okay. Yeah, so you still get to add half your proficiency bonus to it? Yeah. I don't think I, I have it, though. Oh, it might be I can't an alternate. Yeah. I, oh, there it is. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, what level are you? You should have. Um, I thought maybe I had opted for something else. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Why don't we. Um, it'll what be were the options? It'd be Weaver's Tools, Disguise Kit, um, or. Uh, I think that'd probably be it, honestly. Jeweler's Kit, I guess, theoretically. Any of those? How about Sham? Sham is a musical instrument. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd try. I mean, if you want to get really, uh, like, we're going to do some terrible things to the system today with it, uh, what you could do is you could aid Ithrin while Ithrin makes a, um, a, a dexterity check uh, at no proficiency. Um but you could also use your bardic inspiration to inspire Ithrin, uh, so that Ithrin could then make that check with advantage and draw off of your bardic inspiration. 
Let's do that. My bardic inspiration so, is D8. Yes, you're kind nice. of using your Sean to help. <laughs> you're like, you missed a spot. <laughs> Uh, okay, so with inspiration, oh, I already rolled a 17. Uh, 19. And does that include with the bardic inspiration die as well? Uh, so add a d8 no. to it? Oh, so I rolled a d8. Yep. Yeah, you just get advantage because of the help action and then... Okay, uh, I rolled a 6, so that's a 25 total. Um... 28 if I get to add my proficiency bonus. Are you proficient with weaver's tools, um, disguise oh, kits? yeah. Nope. None of that. Jewelry kit? Nope. That? All right. Um, despite your lack of technical knowledge, like, Charlie and Haiku especially, the robes of those necromancers are burned into your minds from what you saw in that battlefield. And believe it or not, Ithrin and, Char and Charlie have put together a pretty solid representation of that from your memory. Um, you're not 100% sure what all these markings mean, um, but you're pretty sure you could fool at least a cursory examination to believe in that you were necromancers. Awesome. Good shit. It does take a goodly portion of the evening. Um, what's your plan for resting? And you do get the tattoo done. Uh, when are you setting that tattoo to recharge? What was that? I was asking your tattoo artist when the tattoo's going to recharge. Long, long rest, right? Um, can be. Uh, can it be long rest or can be... Uh, like at a time. specific daytime, right? Like dawn or or uh, yeah, I probably just usually usually it's rest. dawn, noon, uh, sunset, or midnight. You can do long rest. That's fine. All right. So yeah, note that once you've used it, you can't use it again until you complete a long rest. It lets you cast um, witch bolts, and it will use your current um, spell attack bonus and save DC. Yeah. So if you level up, you'll either need to redo the tattoo or just have that one shoot weaker. Okay. All right. Um, any particular uh, plans for resting? I know uh, that Haiku doesn't sleep, but... What about the rest of you? Are you going to uh, bunch up in one room? Each of you take your own room. You have up you have up to five rooms, and Island has not returned tonight. Oddly enough. Oh, I'm taking Island's room. <laughs> Splay out in the iron bread bed. <laughs> Excellent. I'll just. Take whatever room. It doesn't really matter to me. I guess we all have our own rooms now because it's five rooms and there's four of us. Yeah, and they probably have you originally assigned to the nicest and most opulent room because you're like the hottest bard to come through in some time. 
I mean, um, accurate <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, all right, so you all sort of bed down for the night. Uh, Haiku, what are you doing while everyone's sleeping? Um, I... That's a good question. I... I guess I'm just trying to like remember anything I can um, about my patron since uh, memories are flooding back in slowly. You know, so I think I could have like to like, I guess have an upper hand or just at least not walk in blind. Um, sure. Are you trying to, uh, are you just like kind of sitting around concentrating and thinking about it? Or are you trying Actually, to, yeah. um, like research anything or are you trying to, uh, do anything to jog your memories specifically? Yeah. Jog my memory and just trying to like recollect like as much as I can. Sure. Why don't you go ahead? No, when me... I, I know when I um, and I like, inadvertently joined that assassin guild. I, like, I got like some flashes of it because like the hallway was like covered in like bones and stuff like that. You know. Sure. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a um. Wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom save. Uh, 13. Okay. So you're sitting there and you start trying to go into like a meditative almost state where you're thinking back on, on things. And surely enough... You sort of have this memory of the hallway filled with bone. You hear you hear echoes in that hallway. Screams, uh, tears. Confusion, chaos, in languages that you don't understand but sound eerily familiar to you. And you hit with a smell. It's smell that you associate with childhood. You can't quite put your finger on it, but it's it's a dish that you used to enjoy. Tell me, where did Haiku grow up? From what he can remember, he just remembers uh, heat and living in like cave-like buildings. You. Feel that desert wind blow into the hallway. And when it hits you and warms your flesh, you look around and you're no longer in a hallway filled with bone. You are in a cave. 
and you see a woman um, dressed in boiled leather armor. Skin, same tone of green as yours. Horns, much like yours. Um, but unlike yours, one of them is split lengthwise. And like one of the tips is chipped off. It appears to be a fresh wound, as you can see blood sort of seeping out from between the, the crack in the horn. And there's a man. Uh, appears to be elven. But not like any elf you've seen before. He's only about four foot eight, and his skin is like a, a ashen gray. And he's dressed in um, a tunic. His hair is up in like a, a headdress, almost like a turban. Um, and his ears are poking out of the sides, almost to the top of this headdress. Like he's got much larger ears than you've seen on, on elves in the past. And he turns to you and says something, and it takes you a second to catch. Like you're like, wait a second, what? Um, and you recognize, you don't recognize the language as in, oh, that's German, but you recognize that you know this language. Um, and he says, boy, I told you, your mother is wounded. I need you to go outside. I need you to go up to the apothecary and I need you to fetch me, uh, herbs, please. You feel yourself turn and run. You feel your footsteps taking, uh, longer than to, to cross the distance. You look down and you, you probably... 10, 11. And you run out of the mouth of the cave and you immediately see desert sprawled out pretty much as far as you can see in every direction. There is a small settlement probably a quarter mile from the cave mouth uh, of tents and the like. But the tents are all blowing practically off of the off of the the frames as this wind is whipping about the sky looks 20 different colors and you can hear this horrendous sort of churning and gro groaning coming from above and you see eight Comets, meteors, shooting stars, making their way across the sky from different points toward a mountaintop off in the distance. And atop this mountain, you can see what looks almost like a diamond uh, sort of spinning and emitting different colors of light. And as these shooting stars make their way to that spinning diamond, you feel a bony hand 
like wrap over your shoulder. And like, as it does, like the thumb goes behind your neck and like the fingertips all rest like on your lower stomach. And you hear a voice, a familiar voice in your ear. You're not going to want to look at this boy. Do you look? I do. You see the moment that these shooting stars touch this diamond, the diamond cracks. And a wave of energy comes outward from it. You see that wave of energy kick up the sand as it's coming toward you as high as you can see up into the sky. And you can see as it's approaching the stars dying one by one. You see it hit the town and you see like other elves looking much like the person who identified as your father, uh, like run out into the street and like their skin just melt off and ash away. Their skeletons fall to the ground and, and dry up into nothingness. And he leans in and says, your father has always served me well. I can protect you. Would you like that? Yes. You feel the cold grasp of these bones tighten around you. And just as the, the sand hits you. And for just a moment, you feel the flesh being like sandblasted off of your face. And then you wake up drunk, hungover, or maybe just dazed. Floating in like a dinghy, like a little bitty tiny singular boat on a sea of blood. And for, the, for a moment, you catch the fleeting thought that there's not supposed to be blood in the water. This is supposed to be water. Um, and then you remember, oh, right, silly, there's a whole blood sea. But for a moment, you seemed like you were confused about the existence of the blood sea. I'll get back to you. As Charlie is betting down for the night, what is what is Charlie's uh, routine? What's Charlie's plan? I don't think there's much of a routine. It's just kind of like go in, probably block the door, and uh, go to sleep. Okay. Um, Go ahead and give me a perception check if you don't mind. Or Arcana if that's better for you. What if I do mind? No, you don't have to. You can just choose not to make the check. That's fine. You said Arcana or Perception? 
Yeah, whichever's better. Uh, 13, it's perception. Real quick before I forget to do so, let's get one of those from Ithrin and one from Charlong as well. Uh, let's check. Uh, it's either Arcana or Perception, whichever you prefer. Eight. I rolled a 19 for Perception. Okay. Excellent. Um, as the as the three of you are all bedding down, you all notice the fresh bag of salt uh, next to your headboard. And remember, uh, the common practice of salt surcharges ends um, to prevent any sort of visits from in-whites in the middle of the night. Uh, it's common practice in Skarn to lay a circle of salt around your bed before you bed down in an inn. For that I will do that. Is that something we all know then or no? Yeah, it's like oh. when you rent, a, most of the time when you rent a room at an inn, you have to pay an additional silver as a... Um, salt surcharge because you have to waste a bag of salt every night around your bed gotcha it's it's common enough that it's done pretty much everywhere where there's an inn <laughs> okay um there's a lot of a lot of kids died in the divine war <laughs> um yeah sure enough you all lay out your your salt circles um get yourselves in bed As you're just falling asleep, you do sort of hear the pitter-patter of little feet moving through your room, Charlie. Like, in my room? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, can I see what the hell that is? Yeah, you look over and you see a, a glowing child. Looks like probably about five or six. Uh, they're translucent. And they sort of are just testing the edges of the border. Is that normal? It's not unnormal. It's, you know, it's not an everyday occurrence, but it's not, this is not the first time that you've had an in white in your room. So I don't, like, this isn't something I need to respond to as long as it. Right. It's akin to seeing, um, it's akin to finding a bug in your hotel room. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. They poke at it for a minute and then run out. A couple moments later, Ithrin, as you're laying there sort of dozing, you hear the pitter-patter of the small feet. What do they do to you if you haven't done the circle? Um, if you don't protect yourself with a circle of salt, the N-White will crawl into bed with you. Um and plague them, plague the victims with nightmares full of loneliness and despair, draining the warmth and life from the person's body. If an inwite remains with a mortal until dawn, the victim awakens shivering and weakened with a sense of having aged years in one night. They effectively drain your energy um, and uh, conceivably can suck all of the life out of you while they 
while they well, snuggle up next to you. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> They're like evil cats. Yeah. Yes. I mean, cats. <laughs> More evil cats. Yeah, oh, Mr. Oh. Crowley tries to take my uh, breath from me while I sleep. Exactly. Yeah, little uh, little blonde boy. Kind of running back and forth at the edge of the circle of salt. I make fun of him. That's terrible. What are you going to say? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm actually terrible at making fun of people in real life. So. You just shoot, shout an insult at him? Yes. He weeps silently. Like, he doesn't seem to be able to make any noise. But you see, like, his face. And he runs off. Like, runs out through the wall. Uh, runs into Charlong's room, kind of bounces off of the salt ward and t- takes a bit of a tumble and, and sits up by the foot of your bed and like looks over and is testing all the edges of the ward to make sure you got the salt all the way around it. Um, just make fun of him. He'll go away. No, I'll, I'll use control water to like just flush some water, like swing it around his head until he moves away. <laughs> like you're spraying? Like... <laughs> Bad ghost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I can like send it through the the air like a water bender, right? So. Yeah, yeah. You spray him, and he runs out and runs into Haiku's room. Uh, Haiku, you're awake, so like that pulls you out of your revel as you see this little kid sort of like stop when he sees you, and just slowly start to back out of the room. You feel another, you feel a consciousness itching at the edge of your uh, mental protections. Someone trying to reach out to your mind. Uh, I'll let it open. You hear Otassel's voice. That is an abomination. Strike it down. He's just minding his business. Corporeal waste. I mean, I don't disagree. Everything is flesh and bone. The spirit is waste. You should put it out of its misery. Uh, Are you receptive to speaking now? Kid backs the rest of the way out through a wall. I'm just trying to figure out more about you. Remembered something from a while ago. You need only ask. The bones on the um, on the robe that was made for you start to rattle a little bit, and then you see them basically spit out more osseous matter, and it forms into a large skeleton. The robe sort of pulls itself up over him and, and becomes this robed figure standing in your room. I hope you don't mind I borrowed some threads. Why'd you choose me? All those years ago, I was a kid. You were. You remember. Impressive. Most creatures 
that are not divine in origin cannot remember that far back. Not clearly. Didn't for a long time. Why did I choose you? I needed someone here. I knew the mistake, the, the spits out of tooth victors were making. So I needed to make sure I would have someone here that I could draw on, someone here I could trust. Your father had served me well, but had become too attached to mortal concerns. Well, I assume they're both gone. Oh, yes. Long gone. Dust. Beyond even my ability to resurrect, in fact. How long have I been here? I feel like I've been... On Scar? Stretched. How long have I been... I feel like... I should have died a long time ago. No, you most certainly should have died. I don't know how many years it's been. Since you were a boy on that field? That depends, I guess, on what calendar you consult. You see, you have uh, unusual, though not entirely uncommon experience. You were born before the war, you see. You were there, you were on Asherak when the Seraphic engine was restarted. So time behaves a little differently for you. In fact, it took me a while to reconstitute your atoms. But the pact allowed me to salvage what was you after a fashion and reconstruct it. I placed it somewhere safe by comparison. Some when safe by comparison. But as mortals reckon their calendars now, you would be celebrating your 161st birthday soon. I knew it. That, that fucking bard, his stories just rubbed me the wrong way. It just seemed too familiar. Reminded you of things your mother told you about fighting the divine war, perhaps. Yeah. You know, she was a decorated general in Chardun's army. Nobody's perfect, I guess. Perhaps. Perhaps you could find her. He may have access to her. He? Chardun. You think he lets a little thing like death get in the way of his possessions? You don't. I imagine they don't either. Chardun is small-minded. I have a plan. You see, I think there was a grievous error committed 
when the seraphic engine was restarted. The victors brought all this life. Rather disgusting, don't you think? I think if you asked me a year ago, I might have agreed. No, we found a newfound respect for the living. What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Have you found a newfound respect for the living? The stench of sweat and the pangs of hunger and the gross things you do with one another? I don't like it all either, but I've met some people and they deserve to keep going on. To keep so. suffering. For a while. What but have they done to you to merit such a punishment? I've learned that in order to appreciate the great things in life, you, gotta, you have to suffer for a while. I see. Well, as... Disappointed as I am to hear that, at the end of the day, your philosophy matters very little. You are going to go into Limitat's hell. Yes? I believe so, yeah. Good. I have a servant there who you will find. They've been gathering some information. I need you to put your heads together. You see, I believe there are some secrets there that may allow me to correct some mistakes the victors made. There seems to be miscommunication here. We're coming to stop you. Me? Or at least to try. Why me? Why do you think I'm involved with what you're going to deliver that tell to stop? Aren't you involved in all of these things, these necromancers? These... Do they pay me worship? Some. Do I I'm care confused. for their little petty power grabs? No. I assume we fought someone a while ago that buried your markings. Worships me, yes. Many of the necromancers do. They find my siblings to be less to their taste. But what you must understand is they are tools, nothing more. Would it favor me if the necromancers of Livadotel found their ultimate goal of killing all life on Skarn so that they might lord over no undead armies? Sure, that would be nice. But they'll never succeed. And even if they do, they will re relinquish the bones that belong to me at my whim. 
I care not for what happens to those soul-bound pieces of armor that Lucian Dane is playing about with. It's not my concern. What my concern is, is reuniting with my siblings and bringing about the state that should have existed when the Seraphic Angels were started. That is what you're going to help me with. You're saying that Lucian Dane acts alone? Oh, no, he has an army of necromancers at his disposal. Uh, probably one of the most uh, sophisticated magical fortifications on this continent and a horde of undead. But he acts with his own will and plans. He's no one's leading I don't him. Control people. What, do you th- what kind of monster do you think I am? Do I look like a titan to you? I think a lot of you. Think a lot of us what? A lot of you being terrible, I suppose. I'm certain from a mortal perspective, a lot of us look terrible. But really, aside from Chardun and Vangle, we're not too bad. Well, and Hydrata, he is unsufferable. I have a lot to think about. Oh, My whole do. world is kind of turned upside down right now. <laughs> Interesting choice of words. No, if you'll excuse me. I will say before you go, despite what I might think of you, I will say thanks for this moment. I had almost forgotten what they looked like. I would like you to trust me, Haiku. I would like you to know that I am not a puppet master pulling your strings. I would like you to understand that I am exactly one thing. I am the god of death and bone. I am the god of the remnant. I am the god of what is left behind. It is beneath me to lie to you. It is beneath me to manipulate you. I did not sear your memories from you, nor did I grant them back. You walk your own path with this. But what I am telling you is my servant in Gluidartel is the key to unlocking my goals. And I'm telling you, you stand here on Scarn now because I allowed it to occur. I would appreciate recompense for my investment. I imagine we'll be in contact again. Good. The robe falls to the ground. There's a clattering of bone. Um, loud enough that the rest of you like are now just like dozing off after dealing with the little snot that was running around you and like you hear like it's like this tower of bone falls down and 
um, Haku's room. Anybody hopping out of bed, or are you all just like, yeah, Haku's weird and making noise? Haku can deal with it. I mean, if, if it's he doesn't just yell like... help, I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if there's like... no like blood curdling yells, I'm like, right, yeah, him, him just making some noise isn't enough. All right. Anything else that any of you are doing for the remainder of the evening? Sleeping. Right. Same. You, you are able to complete a full rest. Anything, uh, Sherlock? Anything else? Haiku, anything else? Uh, no. Um, excellent. Yeah, you complete a long rest. Um, you wake the next morning. Uh, Haiku, you don't sleep, so you have uh, a little bit of extra time to sort of sit around and think. Um, next morning, you all sort of gather in the main hall for breakfast, I assume? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're chowing down. It's a relatively crowded. You're up early enough that you're catching sort of uh, the hunters that are getting ready to go out for the day. have all stopped in to get their, uh, you know, morning uh brown hot morning wake up potions and their uh breakfast foods and the like um and there's a uh elven woman looks like she's probably 15 16 years old um possibly you know her first hunt by herself even or at least early in it uh sitting down and having uh just a pastry um, and she starts sitting about two tables away from you as you're all enjoying your breakfast and she starts loudly choking 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 oh uh, uh help her right, you hop up and run over um go ahead and give me a medicine check 19 excellent uh you start to uh, you know, pat her on the back and reach into her mouth and start clearing the matter out of the way. And you feel um, a force almost like grab your hand. Um, and I would like you to make a strength saving throw, please. Oh, no, my strength is eight. <laughs> oh, no. Seven. Uh, you all see Ithrin like hop up, like, it's okay, I know the Heimlich maneuver, and run over and uh, start like patting this girl on the back. And as she reaches in to like pull the food from her mouth, you see Ithrin like fly by her hand all the way across the bar and like bounce off the wall. What would the rest of you like to do? What the fuck was that? Give me a bit. No, I'm not. Oh, sorry. I just I couldn't hear you. What were you saying? I said I don't know what you mean by that. Fly by her hand. Like her hand gets flung away from the mouth, and then like she follows it <laughs> and like bounces off the wall. Like it's very clear that that the force, uh, like it looks almost like something invisible grabbed her hand and threw her across the bar. You should do that with the food, not the helper. 
Yeah, what like we look back like what happened? Like what's like what's going on with this little girl? Um, she's like starting to turn colors and like falls onto the table and uh I'll run over there and see if I can help um try to not make this a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else in the bar like reacting to this like there's no uh, one else? most of them are like s- like staring like wide-eyed very shocked by this turn of events how would you like to help would you like to use medicine or use any magic or what would you like to do i don't know i don't know if i'd even know what was happening because nobody's told me anything uh you can so... see that she's choking you can see that she's like grabbing at her throat and she's coughing and she's trying to get the the food out of her mouth um I like mage hands the food out of her mouth. Is that what Van can do? Make a spell attack. Spell attack? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to roll and just add my spell DC, I guess. Um, so you'd roll and you should have a spell attack bonus. So, like, if you're using like your uh, witch bolt or something, you should have a spell yeah. attack bonus. Yeah. So, just make any spell attack roll. Uh, so, like, 20. Oh, nice. Um, so you reach in and pull the food out of her mouth, uh, and she starts like coughing up more chunks. Charlie, you're right next to her. Um, I don't have anything that would make me know anything what to do. I have a plus one in medicine. Like you can, uh, you can certainly make a, a medicine check if you'd like. Uh, do you have okay. any detect spells that you might want to cast? No. I don't detect things. That's another thing I do. Seventeen. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very clear that she's choking. And as you're, as you see the the mass move out of her mouth, um, it's clear to you that that was probably the amount that she was choking on. She is starting to breathe a little better, but you also notice like um, indents on her throat, almost like a hand, like grasping her throat. I don't know what I would do about that. Like invisible. Choked out somebody. Like, uh, I guess I can't. Can we like? It's on the Indian. So it's like I'm behind her, right? So like, is there like we like attack whatever's like behind her? Yeah, I mean, it's it, as far as you're concerned, it's an invisible creature. So you can try to attack it as if it was an invisible creature, meaning you'd make your attacks at disadvantage. How about if I do a magic missile? Does that still count? Uh, magic missile. Read the text. I think you have to be able to see the creature in order to be able to magic missile it. Um, that you can see, yeah, within range. Okay. Um, shit. Yeah. Uh, uh and nothing cool. I'll uh, cast the Eldritch Blast behind this girl. I guess. All right. You mean Eldritch Blast or disadvantage, please? Uh, it's going to be a uh, 14. Okay. Uh, you fire off an Eldritch Blast. Charlie, it goes off like right in front of you, and you see kind of a vague outline um, of like a, a robed figure almost. Um, and then the girl just drops limply forward and starts breathing deeply. Um, she looks up and says, thank you both. Uh, Ithrin. Give me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, no. Okay, I'm better at that than I am at strength. Oh, still bad. 
11. Okay, you take three uh, bludgeoning damage from hitting the wall. Okay. Uh, yeah, so like I imagine uh, Ithrin is just stunned for a round and then comes to and like, is she okay? And y'all looks up at, at you both and says, oh, thank you so much. <coughs> oh, oh, went down the wrong pipe. She grabs a water jug and just starts drinking. What was that? Something was choking her. We had a, like, choking me. Well, yeah, pastry. I guess I just got excited and took too big of a bite. Uh, I probably says, my pastries don't choke people. <laughs> Can't have that rumor flying about. You must have forgotten how to chew. <laughs> can I like track? I mean, I know it's invisible enough, but can I like, track this thing by any chance somehow? Do you have detect magic or detect thoughts or detect literally anything? Locate creature? No, I was just gonna like. Like hear footsteps or like you know. Oh yeah, make a perception check. That's fine. Um, yeah, I was curious if uh, like anyone else yeah, saw the the shimmer that he hit with the witch bolt. Um, doesn't look like anybody did. Uh, Charlie definitely saw it. You can make a perception check, and and uh, Ithrin, you can make a perception check with disadvantage. I got a nat twenty on that perception check, so. You definitely saw it, yeah. In fact, I'll even let you make a religion check afterward. Lol. I, I botched the religion check. Oh, no. Awesome. <laughs> gotcha. What did you get on your perception check, I think? Eight. I didn't make it. Yeah, no, you didn't see it. So uh, only, so Charlie and um, Charlung and Haiku saw it. Charlung. You definitely saw a good outline of it. You botched your perception check. So you are pretty sure, you're not 100% positive, but you are pretty sure that that was the outline of Freylia, the goddess of winter, which is the goddess that uh, Ithrin worships. Oh. Awkward. I'm not ghosting my own goddess on purpose, I promise. <laughs> How was she choking that girl out? <laughs> yeah, you, it's up to you whether you share that with the class or not. But that's what you think you saw. Yeah, I won't. I won't say anything about it. But um, I'm looking for like exits. It, it was like a standard human person, right? Size. Uh, it seemed to be about the size and shape of one. Yes. Like, what are the ways out that it could get out of this room? Uh, there's two doors. Uh, there's the window that is behind Zugs and leads out into the, um, out into the, uh, stable. And there's the front door. There's something invisible in here. Guard the doors. <laughs> Go running for a door. All right. Uh, hunters like start jumping in front of doors and windows. Bows and arrows come out. <laughs> Show yourself. Looks like the inside of it looks like a Tarantino movie. No response. I tried. That's all I had. Something was something visible is definitely choking that girl. She says, are, are you sure? I didn't just swallow a biscuit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, I, uh, yeah, we're pretty drink, sure. Drink some more water. I hit it with my blast. Why would somebody choke me? I, I didn't do it. anything to anybody. I want to know too. Uh, you're standing in the doorway, Charlene. Mm -hmm. uh, you feel something hit you in the back. Uh, not hard enough to hurt you necessarily, but definitely startled you. Um, and then you hear a meaty thump afterward. Meaty thump, band name called it. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn around and look at whatever it was. I throw like a drink at like the general direction. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a drink and it lands on the floor. Zugson just reaches under the bar, pulls out a mop, and like hands it to you over the bar. <laughs> no, like, um, like, 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 throw it at the thing so, like, it would, like, you know, like footsteps or, like, you know, it could be like wet or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you're doing. The barkeep just wants you to mop the floor. Um, as you turn around and look, Charlene, you see there's a dead, uh, like, sparrow on the, on the ground. That's strange. Yeah, it flew into your back and like broke its neck. Flew into your back and broke its neck. What's going on here? Are you part picture window? This is a David Lynch movie happening right now. What's going on? <laughs> it starts calling. And Ithrin, you recognize that it is speaking, uh, effectively Slytherin. It's speaking the same language that you're able to communicate with, uh, like small woodland beasts with. Uh, okay. Uh, you okay, buddy? This vessel is dead. Uh, sorry about that. It was a necessity. I would have let the girl rejuvenate um what's going on i need to speak with haiku haiku the dead bird wants to talk to you i don't speak dead bird the whole bar like turns and looks at haiku <laughs> <laughs> okay. who says i don't speak dead bird <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. I do. Okay. Maybe we should like not be out in the middle of the bar. Yeah, let's, let's go uh, take that outside. Yeah. Okay. Good point. I'll like gently scoop up the bird. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's appreciate it. Uh, what's your name as we're walking out? My name is. Lost. I am a herald. He says his name is Lost and he's a herald. Oh, hey. I come to you from my master, Namorga. And Ithrin will translate. Uh, you all. It's common knowledge. Namorga is the god of death, but you may all roll religion to see how much you know about Namorga. Thirteen. Lucky number 
Anybody else? All right. Did you roll, Charlie? That's what it was because I was talking to Dr. Religion. Probably not. Uh, six. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, Namorga is the god that people pray to at funerals. Um, the rest of you know that Namorga is uh, the most commonly worshipped god of death. Um, all the funerary rites, uh, things of that nature, are uh, Namorga's domain. Um, clerics of Namorga are actually life clerics. Um, Namorga teaches that the line between life and death is inviolate, and that once a spirit has crossed over, uh, the flesh that remains is, is fodder. That the spirit's the important thing. Um, so, uh, and Namorga is typically uh, portrayed as sort of a Grim Reaper type. Um, but yeah, their, their teachings are all about the preservation of life until such time as that life comes to a, to, to a natural end, at which point the soul is to move on to its natural place. Um, yeah, uh, hi. Hello. Um, boss sent me talk to the, this would be so much easier if I had a body. Can I borrow one of yours? It's a, does that be dead? It's for you to like. It's, it's speaking in bird, so only, uh. Oh. Uh, no, uh, Ithran will translate everything the bird says to Haiku and, and back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I need a dead body. I mean, I can, like, make somebody better. I just need to borrow. Okay, fine, we'll do it this way, whatever. Um, Namorga wants your help because we have to stop Otasso. Oh, man, this is a lot. <laughs> but she's much more easy to stomach than he is. What, did, what, did she, what does she want? The separation was done for a reason. We cannot permit Otasol to drag the rest of the Namorga back into unity. Okay. You must keep death separate you're saying don't meet with his contact in uh what's the city's name again don't meet with his contact in glavatel as you're telling me if you can get 
information for Namorga. For Namorga. Yes, we must know what Atasal is up to so that we may prevent it. He wants to, something about an engine. I know not what you speak. It's a lot. It was, I had a long night. I just, it was kind of, it's a lot. I don't know. I was going to talk to them about it today and see what we can gather from it. But what specifically does she need me to do? You must give information. You must know. You must know Atasa's plan. You must know this engine you speak of. We must know how he intends to stitch himself back to the rest of the Namorga. Okay. So meet with his contact, deliver information to her how. Whenever a creature dies, Namorga is there. We tend to bring a lot of them to her, so I think that's going to be pretty easy to do. Good. The bird goes limp for a second, and then you see like the head spin back, and you hear like a loud crack, like while it's hold while you're holding it in your hands, I think. And then it just sits up and looks at you and flies off. Like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> it just takes off. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I had a really eventful night. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll relay what I can make sense of that to the group. Um, kind of give him a little, uh, like run through of like what I saw, like my memories and stuff like that, and what um Otaso was was talking to me about last night. And after you catch us up, I would be like, and so now you've got another god wanting you to spy on that one. Plans, I guess. I, I. It doesn't really sound like you feel like helping either of them. I mean, at least Namorga is like, like a good death god. It's like death is natural. Like it's not overtly evil, but the way Otasso does things is not ideal. He wants everyone dead, whereas at least Namorga is about letting people live their life and pass on naturally. So I'm much more inclined to follow or, you know, help out this one. Um, I don't know what Otasa's deal is. I'm with you. Uh, I I like Namorga. She respects the Mm -hmm. cycle of life. Also claims he's not a a manipulator, but... I mean, they're whole manipulators. Yeah, and it's just... There's a lot I don't understand. I'm still learning about myself. Apparently, I'm like 160-something years old. You look great. 
would have never guessed. So, uh, I guess, what do you want to do about this? And how can we help? Just want you guys to be okay. And if we got to stop, we got to stop this rust and what we can do to prevent Otossel from coming back or killing everyone. You know, that's cool too. But I just really care about you guys. You know, I clearly lived too long anyway, so I just need to make sure you guys are okay. If, uh, it seems like we've got a convenient, true excuse now for being in Glimidonto. Yeah, I, two world saving excuses save an entire culture and everyone else i guess question mark i'm gonna i'm gonna need a dm info dump uh after the game (laughs) (laughs) i can probably do that um does anyone have any uh last minute business that you would like to conduct before we put a pin in the game. Any checks you want to make, any uh, questions that you want to ask, uh, roles you want to try about the information that was given so far. Um, I will save you all the trouble. None of you have ever heard of the Seraphic Engine before. That is a thing that you don't, that you didn't know existed. Uh, but if you want to make any history checks regarding, uh, uh, or religion checks regarding the Morga, regarding Asherak, regarding the strange elves that were described, um, or regarding the period of time uh, that uh, Haiku claims to be have been a child during, you're welcome to do so if you want to. Uh, I would like 20. to, yeah, I would like to make a religion check to know uh, the relationship between uh, Namorga and the other god, and then my goddess. Okay, like, I would make that religion check. Uh, Charlie, did you have a check you want to make? Did I what? Did you have a check you wanted to make? I don't think so. Okay. Um, did you I have got a, check a 17? You... Beautiful. Did you have a check you wanted to make at all, uh, Charla? No, I'm just soaking it in. Okay. Um, so 17, and that was on religion? Uh, yeah, just to find out, like, if I do, like, if I help Haiku, would my goddess get pissed off? Like, I don't think so, but I'm just checking. Uh, so you know that Fralia is a goddess that is specifically attached to uh, weather phenomenon and cycles, right? Um, she doesn't have much uh, to say on the other deities, but you do know that her teachings lean toward... Um, a passive by way of nature attitude toward death, I guess. Uh, If you freeze to death on on the tundra, it's your fucking fault for freezing to death. Um, That's that's fairly sort of perspective on death. Um, Things freeze, things die. That's part of nature. Um, Not my problem. Somebody else's department. 
is kind of her uh, her, her thoughts on it. Okay, um, so uh, she's probably not going to get mad at me for like poking your nose in the middle of it. No, probably. Yeah. Not. Okay. Um, you do know uh, enough with that check to know that uh, a lot of the gods, particularly the Fralia occupies sort of the second tier of divinity. Um, you have the divine victors who are the eight who um, created the divine truce, who started the divine war, who jumped and killed Mesos, who got the whole ball rolling. Um, and you know that the next Stories about their creation tend to um, sort of gloss over like where they were created, um, just that they were, that they were created by some sort of union between titans. Uh, when it comes to the next tier of divinity, uh, they all supposedly originated in this uh, distant continent called Asherak, um, which according to various religious teachings, was once a paradise, um, was once kind of an Eden, was kind of the cradle of civilization was Asherak, and that's where all peoples of Skarn originated. Uh, and then they spread throughout the world and went to the climes and the places that were more suited to them. And then um, when the Divine War hit, uh, Asherak got trashed. Um, that's pretty much what you know. Um, Neat, thank you. Yep. Uh, you also do remember, as you're thinking about Asherak, um, that there's this, a group of elves that uh, were native to Asherak called Rack Elves, which um, sound like, if, you, if you're remembering the stories correct, fit the description of what Haiku described as the person that was his father in this vision. I, I will let Haiku know that much. One second again. So repeat that for the last part with the elves again. So I got I got a Nat 20 on that religion check too. So I'm like uh the rack elves were rack. uh nat native of um a native of Asherak, uh, named after like the elemental rack, the same substance that rack dragons are made out of. Okay. Um, that these elves were uh, supposedly forged from it in in the before time, in the long, long ago. Okay. Their population is native to Asherak, and as far as you know, by way of religion, uh, Anyway, none of them ever emigrated from Asherak. None of them end up what? None of them ever emigrated from Asherak. None of them ever left Asherak. Okay. So if any of them are still alive, they're still there. And that is where we'll call game for this week. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about today's session? No, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad you all had a good time. We got some got some lore out of the way. I uh, got some fun. I have a little bit. Uh, I'll uh, catch up with Milena when when she's feeling better and 
figure out what her and Bark were up to. Um, uh, we missed you, Melina. We missed yeah. you. I feel better. Um, so we'll go ahead uh, on that note and have everybody uh, tell us who you are, what you do, who you're playing, pronouns, pronouns, and anything you would like to promote. And let's start it off this week with Haiku. Please give us your pertinence. Hey guys, I'm Mike Mutant, uh, playing Haiku, both uh, he, him. Um, in real life, I'm a comic artist. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike underscore Mutant. And uh, Twitter, I think it's the same hat. I think it's the same at, it's pretty sure. Um, but yeah, pretty much everywhere. Um, you can find me at, just look up Mike Mutant, you'll find my stuff. Awesome, rock and roll. Uh, next up we have... Uh, let's do Charlie. Please give us your pertinence. I am Sarah Sharnover, she, her. I play Charlie, she, her, or they, them. Um, I am an author and I do uh, video gaming over on Twitch. I do all kinds of things. Uh, I'm Wordsmith Sarah basically everywhere on YouTube. I have a Wordsmith Sarah rights channel and a Wordsmith Sarah games channel, and there might be another one. I don't know. But I also do a podcast about Twin Peaks, and uh, that is called the Twin Freaks Podcast, and that is also has a YouTube channel and is also on podcasting places. So those are my things. Excellent. And I just threw the link to your Twitch in the chat. Uh, next up, that brings us to Ithrin. Ithrin, please give us your pertinence. Uh, hello, my name is Rachel. You can find me Stolen Fires pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can also find me... Um, Many days out of the week over at Vorpal Tales, uh, including tomorrow, I'm going to be running Vampire the Requiem, Belial's Brood. Uh, normally I run Masks of Nyarlathotep on Fridays, but I'm actually not going to be there uh, this Friday. Uh, I'm going to be over at um, the Vampire Interprets, uh, promoting the V5 Sabak Guide that me and my two co-writers put out. Uh, we're just a couple sales away from 250, so that's exciting. Uh, check it out, The Black Hand Playing the Sabbat. It is a player's guide for the V5 rule set. Uh, yeah, and then I'm going to be back on Vorpal Tales on Sunday for White Walls, and then the day after for Dark Sun. So. Wait a second, you all are playing Dark Sun over there? Yeah. And no, I, I didn't even, I didn't get a call. I didn't get uh, an email. You're going to have to take that up with Tyler. I'm sad. <laughs> um, I but, do believe that will take you to, yes. Uh, I just threw the link in the chat to the Black Handbook. Highly recommend it. Go pick it up. I've had the opportunity you. to let, take a look at it. I haven't gotten to dive in deeply enough because I've been very busy with some work things, but uh, what I've seen so far, I love. Uh, so please extend my um, my sincere admiration to the rest of the group as well that worked on it. And if you're watching this, click on that link. I just threw in there and go get yourself a, a player's guide to the, to the Sabbat, please. Um, and uh, last but not least, that brings us to Charlotte. Hey, I'm Corey Fring, a.k.a. Narf on the interwebs. They, them, Charlong also they, them. Uh, yeah, um, only real thing shouting out right now is Caves of Cud. Uh, it's a video game. Uh, it will be one of the few games to be verified on the Steam Deck at launch, which is cool. Uh, yeah. That is cool. Congratulations on that. Yeah. And uh, that's that. Yeah. 
find more about that at cavescud.com. I just threw the link in the chat. And I guess that leaves me. I'm Travis Legg. He, him, they, them, all fine by me. Um, two things I want to let you know about. First off, we have been playing Scarlands, Dead Man's Rust. You can pre-order Dead Man's Rust over at BackerKit. Um, if you pre-order it, you get early access to the um, manuscript. You can basically start running the game, to, you know, as soon as the access goes through. I think it takes about 24 hours. Um, and, yeah, you can start using the creatures, the new playable uh, peoples, uh, all sorts of neat information. A campaign taking characters from levels 1 to 10 and all sorts of other goodness right there on BackKit. Um, I am also the developer for Lore of the Traditions for Mage the Ascension 20th Anniversary Edition, which Rachel was also an author on. Um, did amazing work on the Verbena. And it is currently at uh, 134000 out of a $30,000 goal. Uh, we've unlocked 12 stretch goals. We have 15 hours left. And there's, uh, I think, three more have been announced, four more uh, have been announced. So um, if you have not yet done so, please head over to Kickstarter and back more of the traditions. Uh, as little as $5 get you access to the manuscript. You can take a look and see if it's the kind of thing you might want to use in your mage game. Uh, and uh, you, I'm sure you, I'm confident you will, and then you can increase your pledge. Um, if you're not familiar with Mage of the Ascension, uh, I think this is a really good introductory way to meet the traditions, the, uh, the mystical factions that you can join uh, as a mage. I think that this book really gives a good uh, introduction to who they are and what they're about. So uh, consider heading over and checking it out. Uh, I will be back here. I don't think I'm back on the channel again until Tuesday for uh, the final episode of uh, Scion Dragon, in which I play a very ill-tempered um, young lady who is uh, having some some identity issues with her dragon daddy at the moment. So you should definitely tune in for that. High drama. Uh, lots of fun. Me snarling a lot. It's a good time. Uh, if you haven't done so, please like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, tell your friends. And we will see you again here in two weeks' time for more Scarlet. Get your shots.